Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gay Men Going Deeper, a podcast about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. Today, I'm your host. My name is Michael Diario. I am a life and wellness coach specializing in self-confidence, sexuality, and relationships. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, Pepper, and we are going to be talking about being kinder on Grinder. So before we jump in, Pepper, this is your first time on the podcast. Let's give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to our audience. Yay. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. Um, My name is Pepper. I'm a content creator based out of Los Angeles, California. I am a proud um, gay man from Miami, Florida, born in Brazil, but by way of Miami. Um, On the side, I practice astrology. I make music as well. And I'm very excited to be here and talking about ways we can be better towards each other and ourselves on Grindr. Yes. So thank you for joining us, Pepper. So for our audience uh, out there, um, as you can probably tell already, Pepper and I have a lot in common with our mission. So we are both, amongst other things, we're both very passionate and vocal about what I like to call conscious dating practices. Simply put, what I define that as is dating practices that are placing more of a higher value on things like kindness, respect, intentionality, and honesty. Now, for the record, Grinder is not sponsoring this episode, although I think they might, they should, <laughs> but they're not. Um, I will say that I've been a Grinder user on and off for, I think, probably like 10, 12 years at this point for a very long time. And like many other people out there, I have loved it in many ways, and it's been really awesome for me. I've met some great friends. I've had some hot hookups. I've gone on amazing dates, met some great guys. Um, while I'm traveling, which I'm currently doing right now, actually, it is awesome. Like I have a great time. I actually prefer using Grinder more when I'm traveling than when I'm at home. Um, and it can be really fun and really easy and super efficient. So that's on the plus. But I've also been incredibly frustrated with this app for many ways in, in many reasons. So uh, lots of what I call, you know, fakes and catfish uh, who are just trying to get something from me, which is very frustrating. Uh, if you look up all the hours of my life I have wasted on Grinder, when I say wasted, I mean like just not had a productive time on it. Uh, it adds up. For me, it's one of those things that I go to when I want to be distracted or when I'm bored and I can spend end up being a lot of hours in there unwanted. Uh, another thing that I find really frustrating is the endless chat or like all these connections that seem really good at first, but then they just kind of flop and go nowhere. And then finally, the the most um annoying thing for me is the 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 level of rudeness and rejection like the way people reject each other I'm fine with rejection but there's a way in my opinion to do it so that's kind of why we're here today now as a coach I work mainly with queer with the queer community and so obviously as you can imagine I spend a lot of time talking to my clients about grinder and again similar to me it's an app that I say people love to hate we love it because it's great in some ways but also it can be very frustrating So I see the positive impact it has on my clients, and I also see the negative impact it has. So we're not here today to say Grindr is good or bad. That is not the purpose of it, okay? The objective for today is that, you know, we don't think Grindr is going anywhere anytime soon. So if you are going to use it, and if you do choose to engage, what we want to do here today is we want to make an appeal to everyone out there to put in practice more respect and more kindness in the world, but especially on this app, where there seems to be a major deficiency. The second thing we want to do is offer offer some practical tips to make your experience more enjoyable. So 
With that said, let's jump into our first question, and I'm going to let Pepper answer this one first. So, by the way, guys, I, I guess I should say why I chose Pepper for this. Uh, I follow Pepper on Instagram. He's amazing. Uh, you follow him too. I'll put the link in the show notes. But a while ago, I don't know how long ago it was, he did um, a post called Five Ways to Be Kinder on Grinder." Is that right, Pepper? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I just loved it. I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what the world needs. I shared it online, of course. So when I was thinking about this topic, obviously, uh, Pepper came up. So let's first ask the question, why is it that kindness is harder to find on Grinder? What do you think? Mm, great question. I truly think when people are doing their thing, they're on their phones, they forget that who they're messaging, who's messaging them is a fully formed, fully developed human being as well with their own shit they're dealing with, their own job, their own, you know, flaws, their own highs and lows. And when you're in your bed, on your couch, you know, trying to get something accomplished or seeing what the mood is that night, whatever your objective is on Grindr, most other dating apps as well, especially hookup yeah. apps amongst, you know, queer men, people forget that they're talking to someone whose feelings are on the line, who are also being vulnerable. And it's a product of being on our phones and truly neglecting the fact that someone else is also on their phone, surrounded by their room or their living room, having lived their own day. And it can get pretty easy, if not automatic, to just assume, oh, there's a torso, I'm gonna message them, looks nice, Yeah, here we go. And there's a lot of uh, lost respect in that, a lot of um, dehumanization, um, kind of an extreme word, but something we've definitely, I guess, uncovered or witnessed or seen um, when using this specific app. Um, but it goes back to being on your phone and being separated from the idea that there's someone else on the line um, that you're messaging that is just going about their life as well and trying their best. And we lose sight of that, unfortunately. I think de dehumanization is the perfect word, actually. That's exactly it. And you know what? I, I'm going to admit this. I've been there, right? Because as I was saying, sometimes when I'm on this app, I'm not in there like consciously, intentionally, this is the one thing I'm doing. Like, I'm just going to sit there and open up Grindr. And I like, it's, it's usually one of three things I have going on at once. That's just me. Like I have it over here. I'm watching Netflix over here, maybe texting somebody else at the same time. So I don't give it the same the person on the other side of the screen, I wouldn't give them the same level of attention and presence as I would if we were on a date in person or like maybe the primary focus. I wouldn't be like, oh, while they're talking to me, like start talking to my friend over here and then pull up my phone. Like I wouldn't do that. I'd be focused on them. So I think, you know, that might have something to do with it as well. Just the, the distractedness of it, at least for me, I'm speaking personally here. Yeah, absolutely. And especially on Grindr, there's such a aspect of looking for now, right now, see you in five minutes, that you can be talking to more than one person at a time on the app itself. You can be talking to, I don't know, up to four, up to five, exchanging pics and stats and what are you into and you can all, all get lost. And you're just in that moment, especially if you're horny, which I'd say most people are when they're on the app, you're not exactly thinking, oh, how can I make sure this person is seen and valued? It's more like, how can I get the hottest person over um, as soon as possible. You're thinking about the payoff and the potential encounter you might have more than the words that you're expressing or not expressing when in pursuit of that. Yeah, 
it, it's the getting. It's, I love the way you said that. It's what can I get? What can I get? Not how am I showing up, right? So let's look at your experience. I mean, I said that I've been on Grindr on and off for about 10, 12 years. How long have you been a user of it? I think I downloaded Grindr right when I was 18. Wow. Um, so back in Miami, fresh off, you know, the 18 train, I guess. Um, on and off, I'm now 26. So on and off for about eight years. And like you, I've had some great experiences, uh, tried new things, made friends, but I've also, of course, like everyone faced rejection, um, you know, been called names, been sent things I didn't want to be sent, um, solicited where I didn't want to be solicited. And uh, yeah, I think there's no surprise that Grindr has been listed as one of the most um, time-consuming apps, one of the apps that causes its users the most amounts of depression, of anxiety. I've definitely had my days where I've taken rejection more harder than I would now. Um, I really let it get to me, especially when younger, um, especially as I stated, I was pretty young when I started and I didn't have many gay friends, a queer community. I'm just trying to find my place in, you know, our world and seeing that rejection and feeling that um, didn't necessarily create um, a space for me to find my self-worth, to find community. And I think for the younger users of Grindr, that's something to really be cognizant of when entering that space um, is that, yes, there's positives, there's negatives, but it's not the only place where you can find your community and yourself. And if you have a negative experience there, like I had when I was younger and struggling to find my community, that doesn't mean everywhere else in the queer community won't be accepting, won't, you know, give you the time of day. Um, but in saying that, I still use Grindr. I've been using it this week for, you know, research purposes for this <laughs> podcast. Um, so yeah, on and off user, have what I like about it. Many things I don't like about it. That's one of the reasons I made that post. I should also mention the platform I posted it on. I'm not doing a great job of branding myself, um, but my account is called The Gay Good on Instagram. So at The Gay Good, um, that's where Michael and I got to know each other a little bit. And yeah, you can find my post there. But going back to this specific topic, uh, that's my experience with Grindr and why I think it's important we're meeting today to mm -hmm. share some tips and tricks. Um, as well as some of the realities that we've encountered on said app. Yes, and I will be posting your information on the show notes. So for anyone who uh, is looking for Pepper, I'll be posting his Instagram there. So I used to run, well, I still do from time to time, uh, a workshop called How to Meet Great Guys on Grinder. I started doing this maybe uh, during the pandemic, so around 2020. Um, so I'm going to borrow a little bit of the content from that workshop and I'm going to just kind of throw it in today. But one of the things that I had on there is some stats. And now keep in mind, this is from, I mean, I, I got these stats in 2020, so it might have changed from then. But um, one of the reports was that 70% of Grindr users felt regret after using the app. Uh, another stat was that the average daily usage was about four, 54 minutes. So it's almost an hour of your day on average. That's a long time to be spending on that app. Um, and then another report pretty much said that the user satisfaction, so whether you're a satisfied user of the app or not, really boils down to whether that app is meeting your primary goal, which makes sense. If your primary goal is to hook up and you find someone on there to hook up, you're going to be like, yes, I'm a satisfied user. 
if your primary goal is to find a relationship and all you're getting is people that want to hook up, you're going to be an unsatisfied user. So those are just a few little stats that are that are from um, that workshop I did, how to meet great guys on Grindr, because I do believe it is possible. Not only do I believe it is possible, it, it I have had it happen to me, and I know many people who have met their long-term partner on Grindr, so it's not all bad. So what I want to do next is talk a little bit about this, this impact on the gay community. So I said as a coach, I work with mainly the queer community, and yeah, we spend a lot of time talking about Grindr. So it really has become part of our culture. Like it, it is one of those things that I think as we look back on the, you know, gay culture in like 20, 30 years, Grindr will be one of those things, just like disco was in the seventies or like bathhouses are, are, are still today. So there, it has shifted our culture, the gay culture, queer culture. Um, but the source or whether it has shifted it for the positive or negative is still the source of much debate. And I think personally, as of right now, it's both. In many ways, things have gotten better, but in some ways, it's also worse. Um, but I will say this. So if your main interaction with gay guys is on Grindr, you're going to have a very distorted perspective of the gay community. So and that, that may be on any app, actually, not just Grindr. Um, and you're probably going to have a more negative opinion of the gay community if you think that that's all it is, is all these people on Grindr. That's what the whole gay community is in real life. Now, I know for sure that there are amazing guys out there who, you know, like like we were saying at the beginning, they will not show up the same way in person as they would on an app. And I think that's sort of what we want to do here today is start to change that. But the things that we hear a lot um, in the Gay Men's Brotherhood, which is our community of over 6,000 guys, um, you know, gays just want sex. They're vapid, party boys, vain. And all the ones who are looking for relationships are only looking for open relationships. So again, I host... Zoom Hangouts for the last two years in this group. So I know a lot of what the real guys out, out there are like, not just Grinder. I also host my own workshops on sexuality, dating, relationships. I coach one-on-one. -on -one. And what I can tell you for sure is that that is a small piece of the gay community. The ones who want sex, vapid party boys, vain, and looking for only open relationships. That is That is there, absolutely. But there are so, so much more to it than that. Like I get to hear what goes on in the hearts and minds of guys all over the world, all different ages, all different backgrounds. And guess what? They want, you know, monogamous relationships. They want genuine connections. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They don't want to be on the app. They want to meet somebody. Um, that all exists as well. So uh, let's talk about that. Let's throw that over to Pepper. What do you think the impact has been sort of if we take a macro level, like on gay culture, how has this app affected our culture? Mm -hmm. I definitely think it has led to more stereotypes, exactly like you were saying. I think I should also say that I live in West Hollywood. We are gay over here in LA. Um, and being here, you know, if I'm just going on Grindr, there is a lot of the party boys, the circuit guys, the, the muscle queens only looking for more fit and ripped guys. And it can be very easy, like it was for me when I first moved to the city and didn't know many people and didn't get the chance to meet many people I moved here right around COVID and lockdown where I believed this is the only thing that's going on I don't necessarily fit this menu and I felt a little left out of it but now that things have opened up I've gotten to go to drag shows I've gotten to play sports here in the city and have met a lot of wonderful artistic supportive friends in the queer community 
But when thinking of Grindr, I think there is mostly, um, how do I say? I don't want to say distinctly a negative connotation with it. It's definitely, for lack of a better word, memed. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be seen as something, you know, funny where we can read our friends about like, oh, she's on Grinder again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think you're very right that this is a historic part of our community. And when we look back 20 and 30 years, this is going to be something that people write about um, and want to learn more about how it affected and still affects the community. So when thinking about the greater, um, I guess, impact Grinder has had on us, I think, again, it's a twofold answer. A lot of people have been able to connect um, with others, find relationships or find kinship, find platonic relationships as well, find their tribe. Whereas some people may have not found that and felt FOMO left out of the party, like they didn't belong. Um, so I don't think I can confidently say myself that Grinder has had a positive or, or mostly positive or mostly negative um, impact on our community, but it definitely has had an impact and it's there and Every day there will be someone on the app that has a great experience and someone that doesn't have a great experience. And unfortunately, that is what it is. Um, but I hope conversations like this can gently, well, swiftly um, get that to become more overwhelmingly positive or at least respectful um, interactions on the app. Okay, let's take it personally then. What um for you specifically, your, your, your personal experience, what has been your, I guess, biggest pet peeve with the app? My biggest pet peeve is flaky people. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't have all the time in the world. And like, like you said, sometimes I'm on the app and I'm doing other things. I'm watching Netflix. I'm getting ready for my day. Um, who knows what, but specifically if I'm on the app and I am looking, which I would typically make that known, Um, And we'll go into that when we talk about more tips and tricks. Um, I usually bottom and I like to be prepared. I like to be clean. Um, So, you know, time goes into that. So I think there's nothing more frustrating and annoying Mm. than getting ready for someone and then they don't respond or they're not online. And I'm like, well, I'm I'm here ready to go, baby. Where (laughs) are you? (laughs) You know, I think that's the most... That's my biggest pet peeve. Um, I'm also peeved when people just don't read my bio. I think that's one of the tips I want to get into. Um, But put, set some expectations in your bio for what you want to see, what you don't want to see. I do not want my first message from anyone to be a dick pic. That's, some people are into that. They're like, bring it home, let's go. I don't care how nice it is, how juicy it looks. I, I don't want that as my first message. I want to at least say, hi, what are you up to? It can very well be the fourth message, but not the very first one. So once I get that, I know, okay, this gentleman has not read my bio, um, is really just looking for anyone. And that's a big turnoff for me. So I guess those are my two biggest pet peeves is flakes and unsolicited dick pics. Okay. Good, good ones. So I'm going to share some as well, and then we can get into the, the the good stuff, the tips and tricks. So for me, and I'm not going to take yours, but flakiness is definitely one of them. Um, I would say pick collectors. Mm. 
So what that is, is I, so my, my profile, my render profile has, I think, whatever the maximum is six pictures. So like you can go through like and see six different photos of me, some of my face, some of my body with clothes on, with clothes off. Like I have a nice range of photos. You can get a pretty good idea for what I look like. And then they want more, of course. And I'm like, okay, well, like, can we, you know, fine. I get that. I want pictures too, but like, can we chat a bit first? And then they just want more pics, more pics, more pics, more pics, more pics. And then once they get to the, the juicy pics, the dick pics or the whatever, the nudes, gone. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> where does that leave me now, right? So what I've actually started to do is with people that I actually want to meet, I don't even send them the, the nudes. I'll send them like a bulge pic or like something still sexy-ish or like my hand covering it, but they won't get the goods until like, the, and that will show me, do you just want a picture of my dick or do you want to actually meet me, right? And I always, I'll say something like, trust me, it's better in real life, or I'll try to make it flirty. You know what I mean? Like, I'll try to have some little banter with it. So it's a little bit fun. But yeah, that's something I notice as well. Is just people want just picks, 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 picks um, instead of the dialogue. So that's one. And then I think the other one for me could be that it's the like what I said at the beginning, the conversations that die off. Like, there's like so much excitement at first. Like, okay, yeah, we're chatting. It's cool. And then like, it just peters off. I'm like, what happened? Like, what, what, everything was going fine. And it, it's not even about the picture necessarily, but the conversations die on the vine. Like it's there, it's promising, and then it's gone. And if I count all of the good conversations I've had versus all the people that I've actually met, that percentage is very, very small. And I think that's really unfortunate. So those are my two. So that said, let's start getting into the good stuff. So how can we be kinder on Grinder? And I'm going to let Pepper take it away. Yeah, so I've actually expanded okay, on great. five um, tips that I posted back at the end of 2021. Um, the first one is one that I've added since then. Um, when I first posted these, I got a lot of backlash, a lot of people saying, just delete the app. It's not good for you. XYZ happened to me. And uh, I'm sure we'll face a little bit of that with this conversation as well. People will see it and say, just delete the app. It's, it's not good for you. Um, but what I really appreciate of, of how you started this conversation is understanding that Grindr isn't going anywhere. Thousands of people will continue to use it. So just acknowledging that it kind of is what it is. And getting into that, I mean, once you're engaging on Grindr, if you're re-downloading it, if you're going back on it for the very next time, ask yourself if you're up for it. You know, check in with yourself because as many tips and, and tricks and stories that we can share, there will still be a lot of people that don't get it. There will still be people that aren't respectful. There will still be people that will dehumanize and not care too much about your day or your night. And that's extremely unfortunate, but that is the reality and that's not lost on me. So I think the first tip is just to check in with yourself and say, am I ready for this? Can I handle this? Not everyone that messages you is going to be, you know, uncouth and, and nasty and, and vile, but you will probably encounter one or two people that you don't have the best vibe with or you feel disrespected by. So checking in with your mental state. Um, for instance, I am recently-ish out of a relationship. It was about two months ago where that one ended. I didn't immediately download Grindr. I knew that if I did that week, I probably wouldn't have made the best decisions. I was extremely emotional. And I knew that in that state, Grindr wasn't the answer. 
Um, so I took about a month, close to a month and a half to get back on the app and to really work on myself and make sure that this was something that, you know, I can stomach and I can engage with and not put all of my self-worth and value into this app as I probably would have done had I downloaded it, you know, the next weekend after a breakup. Um, so that's first for me is just making sure I can handle um, what's coming up and what potentially can come up. Yeah, I call that just self-awareness, right? That's just a good question to check in with yourself. Um, so that's a really good one. And I, when I, so sometimes I will actually recommend Grinder for some of my clients if it, but you know, I kind of have the benefit of like knowing their context and knowing where they're at and what they want and what they're looking for. Sometimes I will recommend for them to stop using this app completely. Other times I'll recommend for them get on this app. It's exactly what you need. So again, it really depends on the context. It's not, it's, I don't think it's fair to say it's absolutely good or absolutely bad. It's really contextual. So that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I'm kind of going through these in the order of how you would actually use Grinder. So Perfect. the first one was before you even log on. I guess the second one would be when building your profile, make your bio something, you know, um, that exemplifies your personality. If you're trying to show personality, if you're just there for the fun, you know, make that known. Um, but when making your profile and setting these expectations, make sure that you're doing so with empathy and respect for others. Um, a lot of people, especially here in West Hollywood, I've seen, you know, muscle guys only, fit only. There is There are so many other words <laughs> that you can choose to express that you're looking for men with chiseled bodies or that spend a lot of time working on themselves and at the gym. And, you know, I, I can respect that now as someone that now goes to the gym here in West Hollywood. They put a lot of work into their bodies. Like you do you girl, you know? Yeah. Um, so I can understand now with a little bit more knowledge and experience that preference, but it's all about how you state it. Um, and there are things you shouldn't be saying, especially when it comes into, I guess, racial preferences. Yeah. You should never ever be saying no to a specific ethnicity on your profile that I believe in 2023 is a no-no I believe in 1993 is a no-no yeah. and every year before that and that you really do lack you know common sense and respect for yourself and especially respect for others if you're putting stuff like that on your grinder profile still yeah. where have you been and in setting these expectations I'll go back to my my example of not wanting to receive dick pics immediately. If you don't want that, go ahead and put that on. Um, if you are in an open relationship and you're you're just there for the fun, let that be known. If you are, like you said earlier, are not always either looking for now or you're doing other things, you take a while to respond, put that on there now. Um, just so someone is wondering, oh, I guess he's not into me. He hasn't responded in 30 right. minutes. Maybe he's off the app. And there are so many ways to sort of set yourself up for success or at least understanding. I also think, you know, when we can get into this conversation, there's sort of a debate on whether you receive a message from someone and you're not into them. Do you respond? Great question. Some people say, send them a, a nice a nice rejection. Some people say it's better not to say anything at all. So I'm interested to get into that conversation. But if you're someone that doesn't respond to people when you're not interested, 
I don't think there's harm in politely saying that. In fact, I came across a profile um, before that said, I don't respond to all of my messages, wish you a best night, just so you know, not everyone responds to mine either. And yeah, we can workshop that a little bit, but that's true, you know, we will all be rejected on Grindr. Um, that's sort of the name of the game over there. So just because let's say I'm not responding to your message doesn't mean, you know, you're the only person that's facing this. And I think that also goes back to the, am I ready for this? Um, but yeah, this tip is just all about setting up your profile and explaining what you're there for, what your vibe is, and trying to get specific enough, but also recognizing that other people again with full lives and vulnerable hearts and mm -hmm. brains are going to be reading this and uh, yeah i've seen a lot of interesting slash caddy yes. um, profiles for no reason no no reason like once i saw someone say like you all have an interesting idea of muscular it's just like this is so unnecessary <laughs> this yeah like what's that gonna attract like right like wh like why would you put that like who, who's gonna be like oh that's an attractive person <laughs> it's giving cartoon villain yeah. like a cartoon villain would say something like that let's, <laughs> let's pause here though before going to the next step because i think you asked a very 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 good question and i don't know if you remember but a while ago maybe like last year i was on grinder and i had said like you know hey what's up how's your day to someone and their immediate response was not interested period and my in like in my mind, I'm like, okay, cool, great, thanks. I won't waste my time, and I moved on. I didn't think much of it, but then, so I I posted it on my uh, Instagram as a story, and I asked a poll. It was a poll, like, you know, would you rather this person say this, not like not interested, very blunt, very direct, or not respond at all? I am of the opinion I'd rather him have responded, not interested, because then I wouldn't just be left guessing, wondering, is he gonna reply? What's happening? What's happening? But most of the people, I, I forget what the number was. I wish I had my phone handy. Uh, I think it was like something like 65 to 70% had actually preferred that they say nothing at all than to say not interested. And that really blew my mind. Mm -hmm. I do remember this. Yeah. My answer to this has sort of changed and evolved with time. When I first made the uh, um, five ways to be grinder, to be kinder on grinder post on the gay good. I wrote, res um, reject respectfully, yeah. write something like, thank you for your time. I don't think it's a match. I wish you the best of luck with what you're looking for. Um, or no, thank you. Have fun out there, be safe. But soon after I made that post, I sent one of those messages. Um, and then my account was, um, what's the word? Um, when they when they take it off. Like, oh, really? Like you know, uh, deactivated? Deactivated, yeah, my account was deactivated. So I'm assuming that this person did not take too lightly to my rejection response and reported me because it, it wasn't too long after that. And I put that on my story. Um, and I, I saw some of similar um, conversations and answers for people saying, I went out of my way to tell someone I wasn't interested and they either retaliated um, sent not nice messages to me. I was deactivated as well. So I really think it's the best that you can do in the moment. Yeah. Um, I think I would prefer getting a message 
maybe not as blunt as not interested period that kind of hits a little different yeah um, <laughs> Um, so I think I would prefer getting a, a message saying that they're not interested, but, you know, hopes that I live a happy life or something. Yeah. Um, but I, I respect it when um, someone doesn't respond. It's a little bit of the message being received, you know, and one of my other tips, um, not trying to move past this conversation, is just understanding to reject with respect, but also take rejection yes. with respect and understand that. At the end of the day, no one on this app really owes you anything. Um, and that if they're not interested, I hope they're having a good night. Maybe they meet someone that's great for them. I can still go on and message someone and hopefully they will be interested and something may come of that, yeah. um, no matter what it is. But there are so many times where you can express your disinterest, even politely and be faced with backlash or, oh, well, you're not that cute anyways. I've, I've yes. received that. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, you gave me a little flame tap. So <laughs> <laughs> what's that all about? You know? Um, so it just goes back to saying, are you ready for this? Are you ready to face rejection? Because when you're on this app with hundreds of other people around you, or if you're in a, a smaller locale, and even if it's 15 people you can be possibly engaging with, not all of them will you know, want a, a bite of what you're cooking. Right. And that's okay. Cause those aren't your people. So I always say, mm -hmm. you don't want someone who doesn't want you. <laughs> like the, if they're rejecting you, yes, it could hurt. But like at the end of the day, if you really want to be using up your time and energy, convincing someone of your worth yeah. of your, like, no, you don't. You want someone who's going to see you and want to be with you ultimately. That's what I think anyway. Yeah. And I, I've also gotten it where I've rejected someone and they, they wanted to know why, and I, I kind of just declined mm. to answer um, because I, I didn't think anything productive would have come of it. You know, me listing the reasons I don't find someone attractive wouldn't make me feel good. Definitely wouldn't make them feel good. And honestly, who, who cares what I have to say? I am one person that doesn't know you. And because of the way this app works, I don't know what your personality is like or how great of a friend you are. And uh, I, who, who cares what, that I'm not interested in this very moment. You know, I don't know all the amazing things about you. And, you know, stated earlier in this conversation, that's one of the, the detriments or the lacking features in this app. Um, but going back to it, it is what it is. That's the nature of how this app, you know, presents itself and how yeah. we show up on it. I'll make one more comment and then we can go on to the next if I promise. <laughs> Okay. No, thing. so yeah, another thing for me is that if someone does reject me respectfully, I will just have so much more respect for them. Even though they've just rejected me, I will be like, well, what a stand-up guy. What a way to use your words. What a way to have integrity. What a way to communicate. What a way to be mature. Like all these things which for me are like turn-ons. Like, I'm like, oh my God, that's, like, that's ironically, the guy who's rejected <laughs> me is exactly demonstrating the kinds of things I want because he's doing it in a very kind way. Um, so yeah, I will say that as well. Okay. Now, what is the, are we on three? Are we on our third tip? Um, well, we've kind of jumped around a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so I had them listed as one, ask yourself if you're ready Two, set your expectations on your profile and also take the time to read others, people's expectations on their profile. Three, sort of a subsection to two, I guess, mm -hmm. some stating 
preferences and what you're looking for with respect and empathy. Four, reject respectfully. And now I guess five, take rejection respectfully and in stride. Um, so now we will move on to six. <laughs> um, and this goes back a little bit to the flakiness or the pick collectors, um, you know, our pet peeves is just respecting time, mm -hmm. um, respecting the fact that people may be looking for now, maybe they're not looking for now. I will speak from experience. I'm usually not looking for right now because um, again, a, a lady must prepare. <laughs> um, but it's also, I've now in this stage of my life rather look for friends with benefits and something a little bit more regular, which can come up of a one night stand. Um, but I, I like to talk a little bit more um, before getting physical with someone. So, and I, I let that be known pretty early on in my conversations, unless I am looking for now. But it's usually just so you know, like I'm going to work in an hour. Um, but if you'd like to chat until then, I'm all for it. Um, and that chat can be friendly or it can be a little sexy, depending on you know how we're both feeling. Um, but I think it's important to note again that everyone is not on the same wavelength as you for what they're looking for, what they're doing at that point of time. And to give people their time to respond. I remember getting very anxious if someone was responding back and forth with me really quickly. And then, oh, wait, it's been six minutes. What did I say? You know, or, oh, now it's been 12. I, who knows what's going on in their life? Maybe they got a call. Maybe they're in the shower. I truly have no idea. Yeah. And the other aspect of respecting time is again, with preparation um, and getting ready to meet, especially if you've discussed what you're going to get into. If you're unsure that you can actually meet that night, let someone know. Let, let someone know if you're talking to someone else, if you're going to a party, if there are some plans that you may go check out, but don't leave it up in the air when someone can be pretty committed to this and pretty sure of the fact that you will be meeting um, because like we said, no one wants to set their, you know, get excited for something, feel like you're about to get this and then it, it doesn't pay off. Not that you, not that you're owed that, I guess, not that you've talked about, you know, having a little fun and it doesn't happen we can get into that conversation, not that you owe someone, you know, sex yeah. or anything of the sort, but it just is all about being as communicative and respectful as possible because an hour of your day is a lot, but there's also a lot of other stuff going on in my day when I'm on this app. Um, so it, respecting time in every way, shape and form you can with empathy and conversation and communication is a, is a big one for me. I think communication is such a big one because we communicate very differently online behind the safety of a screen than we would kind of like we talked about the beginning than we would like on an actual face-to-face -face date. What I think happens, and when I say what I think happens is it's, I'm talking about me, <laughs> is it's it's that safety piece, right? Behind the screen, it's very safe and easy to like chat. Oh yeah, let's meet up, blah, 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 blah. But then it becomes real at some point, right? Then they're like, okay, I'm going to, I'll be over there in 10 minutes. What's your address? And then it just becomes that that the fact that it becomes real is almost, I think, scary for some people in some circumstances, right? And it's so much safer and there's no risk involved with, very little risk involved with doing this behind a screen. But there's more vulnerability 
and having someone come over and meeting them face to face, then, you know, they're going to see what you really look like, right? They're going to have a real idea for, you know, how you live, where you are, your energy, your vibe. And that really puts us in the, you know, at risking rejection, like rejection, like, oh, I'm going to see you and reject you. And I think a lot of people get scared by that. At least I've been in that position too, where I'm like, okay, well, he saw these pictures, but what if he doesn't like me in real life? And like, what if this just goes bad? And what if it's an awkward experience? Or what if I don't like him? And then I'm in the awkward position of being like, actually, can you leave now? <laughs> I've changed my mind, right? Like, it's so awkward. So it's almost easier to just, let's just exchange pics. I'll trick off to your pics. You trick off to my pics and we'll call it a day. Yeah, no, and, and that's real. It, the game, the 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 um the atmosphere does change when you you set a time and you're like I'll be there in 20 minutes or I'll be there in an hour it becomes much more real um yeah completely see that feel that receive that in myself um but that kind of goes into another point I was going to make that even let me read it just to make sure I'm getting my words right I wrote this so Miami like (laughs) no one owes you anything once you're there But in saying that is even if, you know, the the vibe is there online, the pics are flowing and you're there, if you're not feeling it, you like every sexual encounter, you have every right to put a stop to it, to ask to take a few steps backward. And yes, that may be awkward. It can be a little embarrassing, but you also have the right to advocate for yourself and to be present in that moment and think, you know what, maybe this isn't for me tonight. Maybe th- this w- wasn't meant to be. Um, about a month ago, actually, I was talking to this guy for most of the day, and then we agreed on meeting up later that night. I watched Avatar The Way of Water with a friend. Um, they are also not sponsoring us. James Cameron <laughs> is not sponsoring this. Um, I went to his um, right after, and the vibe just wasn't there. Um, sexually for me and we talked for about an hour he made me a nice drink Um, we actually had a pretty great discussion um, about a lot of stuff that had no way shape or form any relation to sex Um, but around halfway through I got the feeling that I, I didn't want to get physical with this person and yes that was anxiety inducing for me it's not a fun conversation to have but I also know that if I did get physical, that wouldn't have been fun for me either. Um, ultimately not for him because I would have been, you know, half-assing it or trying to get through it. And that's not something I want for anyone listening to this. Yeah. Um, so I plainly said, you know, thank you so much for your company and for having me over for the conversation and the drink. But ultimately I'm not feeling great sexual chemistry here. And I think I'm going to be on my way. Thank you again. And, you know, was it awkward? Yes, it was really awkward leaving. But the second I left, I went, whew, I'm, I'm proud of myself for doing that. I don't think I would have done that when I was 22 or just getting on the app. And it ultimately probably was for the best for the both of us. So you're totally right. The game does change once you're going to go see someone. It's not as comfortable. It's not as safe. You're way more vulnerable. Um, not that, you know, many grinder situations, you know, become dangerous. That's not what I'm trying to say, but you still have the autonomy and the choice throughout any aspect of grinder online and when you get there to see someone to 
take a step back to assess the situation and how you're feeling and ultimately decide or re-decide where this is going. Something that I've learned in, um, let's say maybe a few years ago, I kind of made this promise to myself after a series of bad situations, bad meetups, was that I was never going to agree to do anything physically until I met them in person. Because I think three three times in a row, the when I met the person that like well, his pictures were hot and I was like all into it and I was so ready to go. And then I met them in real life and kind of the same thing. Like it just wasn't there. Either he didn't look anything like his photos or I just, it just, it just wasn't there. Like for me, it's just a very energetic thing. Like attraction for me, like I need to just feel it. Sometimes I feel it and sometimes I don't. It doesn't matter how, how hot I'm using air quotes. Um, you may be, if I don't feel it, I don't feel it. So I just stopped making promises of what, of, of anything sexual. I'll say it, let's meet up and then we'll see how it goes. And if they don't like that, they're not for me. <laughs> like, listen, mm -hmm. I'm not, then, then you're not my guy. Sorry. Not, and then that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it as a goodbye. I'm happy with that. Yeah. And I, I really respect that. Um, I've talked to many guys that, that are like, oh, no, no bareback, then, then no. And I'm like, okay, you're right. Then, then no. <laughs> um, it's not a match. <laughs> if, if, if you're not down to fuck, then no. And I'm yeah. like, exactly. Yeah. Th then you're right. It's not meant to be. I hope you find what you're looking for. It's just not, not me. Um, ready for the next tip? Yes. Give it to Thanks. us. Um, this is the last one I wrote down, but try your best to avoid judgment. Um, like we both said, we've experienced, tried new things on the app. Um, but every now and then you'll come across a kink, a request that you're either not familiar with, not comfortable with. And again, you are more um, than, uh, you know, you're more than okay to state that you're not comfortable with that. But also allow people to live their lives, like what they like, to, you know, try their things and experience their fantasies. And about, I'd say, a week ago, um, I was talking to this guy about role play. And I'm like, okay, I've, I've done that once or twice, but sure, let, let's talk about it. Maybe there's something here we can agree on and um, potential trigger word here. But he said he was really into rape play. And I told him... Oh, wow. Um, I am not into that. Um, that that doesn't excite me. Um, are, is there anything else that you would like to to act out? Um, but, you know, I said it in a way that was I didn't put him down or be like, oh, absolutely not for me, even though in my mind I was like, oh, could never be me. Um, but if that's what he likes and he's doing so in a, in a safe way, um, who am I to to disparage him or to screenshot this message and to put it on my close friend story as many of the gays do with their grander messages. Um, I'm gonna allow him to like what he likes and maybe there's some, some middle ground that we can agree on, but it goes back to respect, respecting that this is a person. Um, you don't know their experiences as though he doesn't know my experiences, especially in that category and just trying to be open and rejecting again, respectfully, rejecting that aspect, that kink respectfully, while still potentially be open, being open to other activities or um, scenarios um, if we're still talking about role play here. Um, so that that's a, become sort of a big one for me is just 
you know, taking in information, um, processing it, saying, yeah, I can lean in, lean into that, or no, I, I don't think I'd be comfortable with this, but thanks for sharing. That's a great example. And I love that you said you can reject the act or something, but still remember there's a human there. You don't need to like throw disparage the human being, but you can say, no, thank you. This is not something I'm into. Mm -hmm. And that's a very mature thing to do. So I'm happy that uh, I'm happy to use that example. I think it's a good one. Yeah. And I, I will say I actually did meet up with that, that gentleman okay. um, and had a lovely time. And we, I've gotten really into talking about like turn-ons and turn-offs yes like, stated um i'm looking for more of friends with benefits more regular partners than a, a one-off as i was probably a couple years ago in my grinder activity or pursuits um so i think it's important to say you know what are hard no's for you what have you tried what are you looking to get into that entire question of into yeah, There are so many ways to answer that that is not just saying you're a top or a bottom because that's not what I'm asking um, when I'm asking what you're into. Um, so with that is hearing a lot of new information when I'm asking what people are into and what their kinks are and just trying to absorb it and again, reject or, or um, compromise or discuss um, as best as I can. Um. Into is a good one because I, I love giving fun answers to that when people say into. I will just give them, I'll give them like whatever I'm into. Like right now I'm into like wings and a beer. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm into. And they're like, what? No, are you a top or bottom? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, like, I'm just going to have fun with this. Like sometimes I like to think of Grinder as a bit of an experiment. Like that way it takes a little bit of the pressure off. Like I'm just going to go in there and, and, and see what happens. I'm going to go in there and like, I know, I'll know what I'm looking for, but I do think it's a little bit, um, it can be fun at times to play with people's, you know, intos and top bottom, or like when they just send me a picture, like I will kind of have a sense of humor with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have fun with it. Like break the the norm. I know. Yeah. Make, make one of those answers funny or show a little personality, do something different. You know, again, there's so many people that could be messaging you, like stick out a little bit, you know, not saying so, write me a poem, but maybe do. Yeah. I mean, and I, I would, I personally would find that incredibly attractive and like witty and clever and creative and intelligent. And that would be like, check, 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 check for me. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Let's talk about getting off the app. So I think it's also important. You talked about the getting, knowing, knowing when you're going to go on like the pre, I think it's just as important to know when you've had enough and when it's time for a hiatus or like just getting off the app. So what would you say, how would you know, like, okay, it's time for a break. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, as mentioned, I've been on and off with it. And usually when getting off, it's either A, it's taking up too much time, B, taking up too much of my vulnerability and putting too much out there, investing too much of my emotions or self-worth there. Um, three, um, have I been safe? Um, have I just been you know, having fun here willy-nilly and not really thinking about my health. Um, that's something I think Grindr can do a better job of, you know, putting into their messaging. And that's a whole nother conversation around yeah. sexual health and hookup apps and, you know, queer culture. Um, but it just comes back to the same answer, the same type of questions I had when I'm getting back on it or just even logging on is, what am I doing here? How is it affecting me? Is it 
net positive, what am I sacrificing by having, by putting my time and space here? Who am I talking to? You know, have I already accomplished what I set out to do? Am I looking for something a little bit more serious? Not that you can't find a serious relationship on Grindr. Um, but one of the reasons I got off of it around last year is I started looking for a relationship, um, which I did find. And as mentioned, didn't work out. But that's I, I went through that journey and decided Grindr wasn't for me at that time. I wanted to focus more on apps like Tinder or Hinge or going to like singles events here in WeHo um, and meeting people in person. And it's important to, you know, check in with yourself, I'd say monthly while on the app and be like, how did this go? How am I feeling? Where, where do I want to be going with this? And am I looking for fun? Am I looking for friends, a relationship? Um, it's all about self-awareness. Yeah, I agreed. Why? Like, why, why am I going on this app right now? Before, instead of just like kind of automatically doing it like unconsciously, like ask myself, why am I picking this one? Why am I going to do this? And then um, kind of that evaluation, like how has this been going for me? Like, let's just take a minute to evaluate. Am I just, you know, doing this because it's what I do or do I really want to be? Am I getting anything out of this? The last um, break I took was nine months. Um, and that was, I think the last year, maybe it was like maybe about a year and a half ago. I took nine months off the app. And my reason was, I just, there's no point. Like I was... I found that I was using it as a distraction. So it was something that I went to as like my little Wookiee when I didn't want to do work or when I didn't want to deal with my life or when I wanted to like numb whatever emotion I was feeling. Uh, and I just said, why am I doing this? This is such a waste of my time. My productivity went up, um, you know, everything just, I had more time in my day and it was, it was a good choice. Eventually, oh, actually that's what it was. When I went, when I came back to Puerto Vallarta last year. So it was over a year ago. I downloaded it again when I came back to Puerto Vallarta because I'm like, okay, well, now I'm not working as much. I'm going to be in PV. I want to meet some people. And then I'm going to redownload it again for the purpose of meeting people and doing what you do. So yeah, I think it's equally important to know when when to get off. And those questions that you had asked, Pepper, were really, really good. So I hope people uh, go back and rewind and listen to that again. And, and be honest with yourself as you answer that. And if you find, hey, wait a minute, maybe this thing isn't for me, then take a hiatus. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Okay. So we are at the end of our episode today. At the end of the day, I think what I want to say is be the change you wish to see on Grinder. ultimately. Uh, so Pepper, really quickly, where can people find you if they want to follow your social media or get to know more about you? Yeah, um, I have two Instagram accounts you can find me at. My personal one, which you're more than welcome to come visit, um, is pepper underscore underscore time. So pepper time and um the gay good um that's where you'll find most of my content creation and having discussions like the ones we had today um trying to put a lot more energy into that this year than i had last year so at the gay good um you can find me there as well awesome thank you and audience i will be putting all this in the show notes so you don't have to go too far just click on the links i'll put them all there and it'll take you right to his account um, as for me, you can find me in the Gay Men's Brotherhood, the Facebook group. We do uh, monthly Zoom hangouts uh, the last Thursday of every month. So join us there. You could also follow me on Instagram. I'll link this all in the notes as well, willismo underscore coach. And if you're interested in joining any of my workshops, you can go to my website, www.willismo.com. I may, after this conversation, Pepper, have to like 
dust off the how to meet great guys on Grinder and uh, do it again. <laughs> Please do bring it yeah. on. Yes. Yeah, it was really successful back in the day. And then I, I switched more to now doing ones about sexual empowerment, which I love doing. Um, but there's only so much time in the week that I can do these workshops. So, okay, that's what I've got for you guys today. Again, thank you, Pepper, for your wisdom. And uh, as I said, I don't know if I said it when we were recording, but I love the way that you speak because uh, it's very relatable. And I think it's very important, the work you do and the content you create. So thank you, not just for today, but for all the content that you're putting out there. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And thank you for inviting me on again. It was a pleasure and always really good to see you as well. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye.